Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Anna. And we are so excited today because we have my friend Alex Sukman, who is going to be our guest. She is with AIS. She owns AIS Collaborations. And what's so interesting, and actually what people, everybody needs somebody like Alex, but we don't realize we need them, but especially in our businesses, um, Alex works on getting the processes we need to function efficiently up and running. Is that correct, Alex? Did I just say it the right way? Yep, that sounds perfect. Anyway, awesome. welcome, Alex. Welcome. Thank we're you. so happy to have you here. I am so excited to talk to you guys. I feel like we're going to need like 20 hours to get through everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. You yes. know, it's, and it's so weird. It's, it's, it's kind of weird because people, when you start businesses, I know that, I know for me, uh, I definitely did not do this. And I don't think Ashley did, it, Ashley did it either. We never really sat down and thought about how we were going to do what we were going nope. to do. No, I just started just it started. in my Right, because we, playroom, we and just, here I am. But we just, right? <laughs> but we just did it the way that we've always done it. I mean, mm -hmm. like you know, we started working on a project the way that we've always done a project, and and you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And we didn't. I don't know. And the steps that yeah. we missed. And but that's that's what you do is you go in and help us help us define what it is we don't realize we need. So how do you do that? Yeah, I mean it, the. It's so hard because every business is a completely different animal and there's, you know, there's all of these different technology tools and these books and frameworks and, you know, templates for writing a business plan um, that are that are great, but they're all very generic and, and there's what makes your business special is that is the background that you bring to it and your perspective and, um, you know, I know for a lot of people like us, a lot of women I've met who started businesses, it's not the running of the business that we, we, we are so passionate about and made us start doing it. It was yeah. we have whatever talent or vision or skill um, we wanted to bring to people and saw that we could do it better than what was currently being offered, or maybe it wasn't being offered anywhere. And so it was like, I'm going to do this. It's, um, it's very different from the sort of serial entrepreneurs that just like start business, sell business, start business, sell right. business. Absolutely. So, this is not running our business. Yeah. And, and that's, right. the, you bring up an interesting point. Cause like, I don't like running my business. I, I like, I don't like, it I like doing like the creative work business. in my business. Yes. So, so the challenge, and I'm sure that a lot of people who are listening, who own businesses, the challenge is how do you set up your business? So it, it kind of just runs itself by putting these systems in place. Mm -hmm. So the founders are left so we can be the visionaries yeah, that we're meant that we to actually be. Are. So what do yeah. you, what advice can you give of like, where mm -hmm. do we start? Well, a lot of it is thinking about what's your, your vision for your business and not, not even, you know, five, 10 years down the road, just like right now, do you, how big do you want it to be or, or, and how many people do you want to have? How many clients do you want to serve at any given time? How much stuff do you want to get done? And, and sort of think of it. Um, I like to use the analogy to like the, the human body. I have a, a video on my website that talks about um, how business is like a superhero. And if you think right. about, I mean, there's what now 700 million superheroes out there mm -hmm. and each one has its own backstory and its own uh, set of talents and whatever spurs it to action. Um, and, you know, they're known within that world for, for whatever it is they do. Um, but if you think about um, what they have to, 
you know, the exercises and training and diet they have to do to maintain their body for their particular superpower, it's really different. You know, I like to compare, you know, Wonder Woman to the Hulk. They probably have very different workout habits and their yeah. inside their muscles and bone structures are really different. Um, and so it's the same for business. You have to make sure that your, your bones and your, your, you know, organs and systems are perfectly calibrated to what you're trying to do. Um, and so, you know, for certain businesses, uh, you know, people focus so much on, on marketing. Um, yeah. But then what I like to talk to clients about is like, well, what happens if all of a sudden you get 20 new people knocking down your door? You don't have the capacity to deal with it. Right. So, no, do you yeah. want that? Do you want to build up the capacity so that you can do it? Because if not, maybe you shouldn't be focusing so much effort on marketing and it should be more, um, more meaningful networking so that you're the, the clients that you're getting, you can know right off the bat that they're a more targeted group and then you, know, you can keep your business more contained. A lot of it is what are the boundaries? What are the parameters you have to put around yourself so that you can, can keep your business um, you know, keep control of it the way you want. That's very different from people who start a business and know they just want to grow, 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 and you know, either bring in somebody else to run the. Can business. you start that one again? Yeah, you, yeah. Sorry, yeah. broke up just a little bit. Oh gosh, sorry. Alex, um, can you hear us? Yes. No, that's okay. Can you start? Can you start that one again? It's very different. From yeah, it just broke up a little bit. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so for businesses that. Uh, you know, know right away that they they want to grow. It's like they're just starting with the idea and bringing in investors and, and grow really fast. Um, it's just a very approach, a very different approach to the business. The person who is who founded the business, they're not necessarily in it for doing the work. They are in it for investing in the, the business as an entity itself and they're focused on growing that. But in terms of engaging with the clients and actually doing the services or working on the products or whatever, um, that's not their that's not their ideal role. Um, so, so, so for people like you guys and for me who we love the actual work and sure we would like to offload some of the administrative stuff, Yes. Um, we still want to be able to do the work. And in order to do that, yeah. you either have to have somebody else who can run the business or have those boundaries around it so that it's, it's sort of a self-contained thing. And that's, it, it's hard. It's not an intuitive way of thinking. And is every business of one size fit all? So tell me, like, how do you work? I'm so curious. Like, you go into an individual business and watch for the day and see yeah. what they're doing and then, like, give them advice. So, like, how? I have, what I have many like? clients that say I'm, like, they're the therapist for their business. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. I think <laughs> God, every business needs a therapist. So then what do you do? You go in and, and you, and what? So I have a background. My background initially is in um, research and public policy. I've, uh, I was a, a social science, you know, psychology major undergrad and a public policy master's degree. And, you know, all of that research skills are such a big part of the training. And you learn how to ask questions. I can ask questions until the cows come home. I think people are so fascinating. I think people's stories are so fascinating. Right. What businesses are. It's somebody's story. And yeah. so just, you know, how, okay, what was your idea to do that? Why did you decide to do it that way? Oh, how come you're doing that? Oh, you mentioned that this is a problem that keeps coming up. Did you ever think about this way? And all for me, it's very... I don't know why my brain works the way it does, but it, it's very visual to me. I start to see like these big spider webs. Like I do a lot of systems thinking stuff where it's like, okay, well, this is connected to this, but you're not thinking about it as connected, which is why this is always chaotic. It's because you're coming to it from this very circuitous route. 
Um, oh my gosh. As people start talking, I sort of, it sort of map out all those little pieces in your brain. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. And this is, you know, why it's so disorganized. Let's start putting it into categories and, and putting it into, to process. Well, it's interesting to me because, you know, you have your master's in what was it, public policy, you said, mm-hmm. and your undergrad is psychology. And I don't, I, I, I never, ever, ever would have taken those two topics and transferred their properties into business. Like I don't, I don't, I can't even write, like right now, my, my mind can't even make that line. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's, it's funny. I would have thought, I mean, obviously you saw it and you know, you can see it. You're like one of the librarians, that one woman who, you know, threw her hands up and saw math all over the place. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I'm saying? I yeah. never would have been able to connect to that. Exactly. Yeah. And we're in the, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't like, you know, if you would ask me 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, when I was in college, like, where are you going to end up? This is never, ever, ever where I would have, I would never have guessed this. It, it, but now looking back, you know, even to how I was as a child, it makes a lot of sense. It's like, okay, well, this led to here. And then this led to here. And a lot of it, as you know, in business, intuition is so important. Oh yeah. We talk a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just yeah. listening to an episode about that. And you sort of know you have, if you pay attention to, oh, I really like this, or I really don't like this. I have a bad reaction to this environment or this type of person or this yeah. particular thing that I'm doing. If you pay attention to that in your career and you start recognizing when like, oh, maybe I'm not doing what I want to do. And here, here's what I like and here's what I don't like. And let me try to move it. Um, yeah. You don't really know where you're going, but if you trust, you know, you trust, you do that self-awareness and trust yourself, you'll end up in a great place. But you yeah. didn't, you didn't start out doing this. Oh no, 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 no. How no. did you yeah, that I'm into this? Yeah, so like going from your 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 undergrad and then your masters and mm-hmm. then like right. I, I want to know where those dots connected yeah. how did at, what, you, at what point. How are you here now? Yeah. <laughs> how am I here? Mm-hmm. Um so I've always been a problem solver and I've always loved helping people. Um and so when I was an undergrad, I knew, you know, as I was applying to colleges, I wanted to be a psychology major and thought that I would go into um, into mental health, whether as a, a social worker, or counselor, or clinical psychologist. You would have been talking to Ashley and me. Anyway. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> okay. it'd just be a very different we conversation. Find we would still find yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. It's true. Um, and but did um, the the college that I went to had um, what was called a Jan plan? It was a standalone January term where they wanted you to do an internship or research project or you know get some type of different type of learning experience. And I did a couple January terms um, with psychologists and in the mental health world and thought it was fascinating, but very quickly realized that I, I ha- I'm a very high empath and it's very hard for me to not take on other people. You know, I'm just like, oh my oh, God, help this. So true. Yeah, you and yes. me both. I, I, <laughs> I, am, I have a friend of ours who, who criticizes me that for that all the time. Same, I, I mean, yeah. It's true, yeah. You're speaking. Yeah empaths yeah. here, big ones. So by the end of that, I was like, I would be, you know, on every drug imaginable and burnt out by 25 if yeah, I was yeah. health. So then I was like, okay, well, what about public health? Because you can deal with a lot of these issues, but you're from a more removed perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first job out of college was at um, the, John, the School of Public Health at Johns Hopkins. Um, and it was, I was a research study coordinator for a pediatric mental health study. Oh, um, wow. All of the, all of the logistics of, 
data collection and recruitment yeah. and um, you know, behind the scenes. And I've always been very organized and love coordinating things. So that was a really interesting job. And I was like, oh, great, academia. Maybe I'll, you know, do work on uh, mental health, but from a research perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but as someone who is a problem solver, I want to just get it done. And the academic research path is so slow. You know, you yeah. Several years of collecting the data, then another few yes. years of looking at it. And then, a bit, you know, you get a publication and maybe somebody will read it and yeah. want to write it. It was, and I was like, come on, these people need help now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I did that for two years and then was like, I claimed you something faster. And that's when I went to public policy. Um, and, and loved it and was in the health policy world for a long time, um, but really working on how you can't look at health without thinking about education and income mm -hmm. um, and food and nutrition and, you know, all sorts of things. So I loved how, you know, taking that broad perspective and went back and got my master's degree um, and then worked for eight years after that. At, um, it was a really small government contract firm in Arlington that did public, you know, federal contract on public yeah. policy mm -hmm. and uh -huh. um, really interesting projects. When I started at the company, it was five people. So this sort of startup, everybody's just so into it for the big picture. We're all so passionate and we all are highly educated and let's just do this great work. Um, and the company grew over the time that I was there, it grew from five to 50 people. And wow. after about a year or two, once I felt like I sort of knew the ropes, I could sort of see the writing on the wall of like, okay, as we keep adding people, we have to have little things. Like we have to have a shared drive. So we're not just emailing things to each right. other all the time. But in order to have a shared drive, you have to think what information do people need to access and what's a way of labeling folders and coming up with file names that are intuitive to everybody. Um, and then things like, okay, well, we're going from submitting 10 proposals a year and it's the same two people working on them to submitting 50 proposals a year and it can be any of these 20 people or combinations working of it so you need a process and you need some sort of template to make sure that they're looking uniform and you have the same quality standards and you know that all the pieces are coming together no matter what combination of people is working on it so i got into operations management just because i was seeing the problems that resulted from not having any type of structure. And I was like, I can do this, you know, I can fix yeah. this. Um, so, wow. One thing, um, because Alex has taken my workshop for, and I remember that you were talking with other people in the workshop, and one tip you gave to all of us is to organize our desktop. Mm hmm yeah. Like, oh my God. Now it's like, oh my God, I gave a tip during somebody else's workshop. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's no, a great it's, tip. It's what we asked like, for. So so I, so yeah. I mean, for. like, I want to hear some of your tips. So that's one, like why, like why and how to organize your desktop, but then give us some more tips. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, with organizing your desktop and share drive, think about how much time you spend looking for a particular, oh, I know I saved this somewhere. Where did I save it? Did I, especially now, because there's, you know, we have some things on Google Drive and some things on Dropbox and some things on our desktop, but some things as email attachments. Um, you can spend 20 minutes for looking. For, looking I know, for that's what I do. It's, true. it's yes. true. And in that 20 minutes, you probably discover at least five other things that you're like, ah, I have to do that too. Yeah. So imagine if you sort of pre-thought out an architecture for the, these are the types of information that I look at. If you were to look in my, um, you know, my desktop, which is my Dropbox, 
you know, I have birth big categories. I have my sales and marketing folder. I have my client folders. I have my, you know, finance and tax stuff. So I have those big categories. And so at least when I'm looking for something, I know which big category to go into. And then there, um, you know, I have like subfolders and it's just in the language that makes sense to me. If you looked at it, hopefully it would be somewhat intuitive. Perfect sense because it's just what's what's in my brain. Um, But now I always know where to find things. I know where to save things. And those are, you know, those little... 20 minute periods really add up to meaningful time. Yeah, they really do. They really yeah. do. Okay. So I have a question. So for creative types like Anna and I, and I think most all entrepreneurs are creative. Yeah. To some degree, yeah. um, you know, passion driven, big picture, visionary types. Yeah. Yes. Right brain people. Yeah. Right brain people. So why is it, why are processes and structures so important for people like us? Right. Brain people? Right. Yeah, well, and a lot of, there's often, there's a very common idea that just processes are are limiting and restrictive by nature, Um, which is is somewhat true, but think about your creativity. Do you really need to be creative in, um, you know, what you have to say to a client to prepare for your first meeting with them? Do you really have to be creative in, where you making a decision of where you're going to save all your documents related to one particular project. There's just certain rote, rote tasks and parts of your business that they don't deserve your creativity. They're just very simple and basic. And yeah, if you can yeah. get those out of the way and make it so those do not suck up your time and energy, think of how much more time and energy and save stress you have to, to think about and apply to the more important things, you know? Um, I, I was teaching, I was doing a workshop yesterday um, and, you know, people were talking about, oh yeah, every time I, you know, go to teach a class, it's always like so stressful because I'm worried I'm going to forget all the things. And I was like, well, what if you had a checklist that was like, I need to bring this, 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 and I need to ask the venue if they have this, 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 and this. It was like, oh my gosh, that would be so helpful. <laughs> and yeah. it's, that's a process. It's, it's a simple, it's kind of, it's, it's funny that you say that because people will say to me, you need to make a checklist. And immediately Mm -hmm. I think I have it all in my head. I don't need that's me too, but I guess, and I never (laughs) thought about this until actually you just said that right now, Mm -hmm. that a checklist is a process. It's also good for your mental health. It really is. (laughs) I mean, how much stuff do we carry around in our heads that don't need to be in our heads? So we kind of have to rethink what we're calling what we need to do is that it because I, I do kind of feel like like people like like Ashley and I who are very creative in our heads we're like oh, don't hold us back you know? yeah yes so, that's how I feel I'm like I can't do a process yes. I'm an artist yeah <laughs> yes I have, I have to tell people what I have to tell yeah. them yeah so yeah I guess it's almost kind like, of like rethinking yeah renaming do you I mean I'm sure you work with people like us who just are not like, not like we reject process. No, but we probably but, do push back on Yeah, pushing yeah. back. Well, and so my, um, my family, my mother is an artist and is very like, you never know where she's going to get inspiration mm-hmm. and, um, you know, can sit and work on one thing for, for days and days and, and not think about it. You know, she's very not processed. And I'm always telling her, mom, you need to do this. And she's like, I can't, I'm an artist. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My father is a very very left brain person. He's, you know, physician and research and, um, 
I feel like growing up in, in my house, I almost can think of myself as a translator between left and right. Oh, brain. Interesting. I yeah. can speak both languages. I can yeah. understand the value of both sides. Which um, makes it so important to businesses. Yeah. Especially to, to more creative driven business. I mean, people who have, you know, come work in fields like finance and accounting and IT, they already think in a very linear structured way. So I've had conversations with people where they're like, I don't understand what it is that you do. And it's like, well, you, the idea to certain people that you wouldn't already have systems in place and you wouldn't be organized from the get-go is unimaginable. And so it's like, well, okay, we just don't need to talk anymore. <laughs> right. Then there's people like Ann and I who are like, oh, T does everything. All I mean, Real my, us in. My day is so ADHD. I mean, Same. I just start writing an email and then go to check something else Same. and it, it clicks off something like, oh my gosh, and, oh my gosh, I better do that. And, and the then do you thing, forget what you were doing? Yes. Me too. Email, <laughs> I have like four like emails or you should or, see how many you know, tabs i have open on my true. computer right now by just, tabs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not that's, and that's like say how many tabs i have right. open in, in my, my brain my husband's always yeah. like um close the tabs ashley i'm like which ones which ones yeah. i have so many open anyways okay so i have a question this mm -hmm. is like kind of a specific question but i think it's a question that people who are business owners will resonate with I feel like some days I answer emails all day long. And then you look at your email and you close your laptop and you're like, I didn't get anything done. Yeah, all I did was absolutely, absolutely. So I'm curious, like for what advice you can give for business owners to just get off their email and stop responding so they can actually do the good work that they're meant to do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it, it comes with, um, the way you think about your work overall, um, and knowing, you know, for every, every, client project you're working on or every, you know, internal, you know, I'm working on writing a certain number of blog posts or doing a marketing thing for all those, you think about it as a project. And these are, these are the different steps. That's what my workshop was on yesterday. It was how do you plan and schedule out a project and really think through what you need. Um, so you do that big picture thinking. And so even though eventually it's going to be broken down into little, you know, email this person and, you know, write up this and do this. Um, it's all connected to a big picture. And then you, you put those on your calendar. So then when it comes to approaching your day, um, you're already, you, the way you have it mapped out on your calendar is you're working on that stage of a process. So even though you have a two hour period of time, you know exactly what you're doing that two hours. You know, maybe you're following up with a bunch of different clients or you're writing out a proposal for a particular thing. Um, but you don't have that, that idle time where, where you're just like, oh, an email came, I'll respond to it. You know during that time you're working on something else. So emails that are coming in, unless it's something really urgent, it can, it can wait. You're focused on getting this other piece done. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, that the, the saying, um, don't miss the forest for the trees. I feel like as business owners, you have to go back and forth hundreds of times a day between the forest and the trees. But mm -hmm. it's good to always check back at the forest level to say, you know, where am I in terms of my overall workload and what do I need to get done today? And what do I need to have done by the end of the week? And then once you have a sense of that and you know you can get those things done, then you can look at the bottom level and be like, okay, I do have half an hour to respond to email here, or I can take, you know, an hour for lunch. And yeah. So let me ask you for businesses, smaller businesses kind of just starting out, I would imagine that, and, and maybe I'm wrong in this, but I would imagine that the bigger corporations actually already have these processes in place. 
So some, when some do, so they're often not very good because a lot of times they're not very people centric. And that's another thing that drives me so crazy is um, a lot of, a lot of these different applications sort of assume that everybody's brains work the same way and nobody will ever have a bad day. And, right. you know, to everybody gets along equally and communicates equally well with everybody else, which is just not the case. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So when should you start thinking about processes? Like we're starting out a business and stuff now, like I said, Ash and I have said over and over and over again that we kind of started our businesses um, out of necessity because we didn't really want to do anything else. Well, we, mm -hmm. what we were doing wasn't what we wanted to continue to do. And so we decided to do something really simple and, and start a business. Um, <laughs> you know, I say firm, so easy. Yeah, firm, tongue, uh, firmly planted in cheek. But um, <laughs> so when do you, when, when, do, when should we start thinking about processes, processes? Um, well, when a business is, you know, one person or one or two people, um, and everybody is sort of always interacting with each other, um, you can get by for a little while without having it. Um, there are always those opportunities for, you know, like we said, you know, uh, Anna, for you, when you're going out to, to film a client, you know, having a checklist for what you need to bring or what you need to remind them of the day before, um, it's never too early to do that because it just saves you that stress of when you're in, you know, you're preparing. Right. Um, but once you start having, um, once you start growing and whether it's growing by adding another person, whether it's a full-time person or, you know, a virtual assistant or anything in between, um, when you have to delegate what your expectations are and know that somebody is going to get the work done the way you want it to, you need to think about a process and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, press this key and do it, you know, like robot, like, but, but even a process of these are the, you know, this is what I need to happen at the outcome. And you've clearly thought about it so that there isn't a lot of ambiguity. Um, you know, you need to do that. Or once you start having, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a, more clients at any given time, and you need to make sure that you're working with them all consistently, that um, you can keep track of all of the different uh, schedules and, and, you know, milestones of each one. Um, you probably need a process for that so you can compare apples to apples across your business. And I'm actually, I'm going to be starting in January launching this new package that is, it's called Conquer the Chaos and Grow. And it's specifically for small actually, businesses. Actually, Alex, Alex, hold on a second. Yeah. Because you're already in February. So don't talk about your packages that you're going to be offering. Talk about it as if you're already offering. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this package called Conquer the Chaos and Grow, it's specifically for small businesses that that are in that growth spur. And you, what happens is you, you have this idea, you start it out, you put your heart and soul into it. It works. You feel like, I got this. This is great. You hire one more person, you get three more clients and the bottom drops out. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, all of a sudden things aren't working. Um, and, you know, for, for each new component you add to your business, you just think about all of the different connections. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot to get lost. So even going from one person to two people or two people to three people or handling five clients at any given time to handling 10 clients, mm -hmm. um, that's just so many more different pieces of information and, and you know, points of contact that, that have to be uh, 
you know, have to be monitored and, and you're accountable for. Um, and so having some strategy for how you're going to do it, it, you know, becomes more and more essential. So a big picture, what have you seen change for businesses and for business owners once you see them put a successful process in That's place? What, what changes? Um, what I hear all the time is the, like, I feel like my brain is free. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> no, sign me so up. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Just my the power of, we all are like, oh, I have this in my head. I don't really need to do anything with it. But, but then you have that, oh, what if I forget? You know, did I forget something? This fear of it. If it's out of your head and you're tangible and objective in the world, you don't have to worry about it being out of your head. Um, right. So true. So it's you're so giving true. business owners freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I say um, confidence, control, and clarity over how to run your business. I love that. That's so smart. Yeah. Where can we find more information about you and your work, Alex? Yeah, I have, um, I have a website. It's aiscollaborations.com. And I have a blog on there and write a couple times a month with um, different tips, recommendations. Um, one thing I really like to do is take um, popular pop culture workplaces and look at what, you know, what the hijinks are through an operational lens and, and how you can learn from it. Um, I have a monthly newsletter you can subscribe to there. And then I'm also on uh, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. So all yeah. the places. And she does a lot of videos. I started awesome. a lot of videos. Thanks. Thanks. Hey. Yeah, she's doing a lot more. So I'm really excited about that for her. So me too. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Um, yeah. I can't even mean to tell you, every time I have lunch with Alex and we, we you know, catch up frequently, um, but every time I talk to her, I always say to her, you know, you're, I'm going to bring you on, I promise. And then, but it doesn't matter because I always, anytime I talk to Alex, it's a true story. Anytime I talk to Alex, I kind of feel like I'm a little more settled. Yeah. <laughs> like you're even always giving this, me ideas. Yes. It's so. It's, what I should do. Yeah. Like I'm not crazy. Thanks for giving us some more clarity yes. on our own businesses, Alex. You are awesome and we appreciate you, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been really, it's been really fun. Yeah, we've had a great time. And thank uh, you listeners for sticking with us another two weeks from now or two weeks ago. Yeah. Weeks. So we hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as we enjoyed having it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.